90% Mental. I'm your host, Grant Parr, and thank you for joining us for our 39th episode. As a mental performance coach, I get the honor to work with athletes and teams to enhance their mental game and unlock their full potential. You know, in the drive in creating 90% Mental is basically to bring awareness around mental performance within sport by interviewing athletes and coaches so they can talk about their perspectives and stories with regards to the mental game. But for the most part, there's so much to talk about within the world of sports when it comes to mindset. So today we're going to talk about an interesting and very serious topic within the world of sports, but especially within the NFL, and that is the cannabis versus opiate conversation. So today I have Mike James, a professional running back who's on the forefront of this conversation. And he takes us back to that Monday night football game where he broke his ankle and how he developed a very strong addiction to opiates due to his injury. And within this interview, Mike pulls no punches in sharing how dark his addiction was. And after being introduced to the benefits of cannabis and experiencing the benefits of cannabis, he felt that he needed to stand up and take a stance, not to only educate the public, but to get cannabis approved by the NFL as another option for pain management. Most people that look at what Mike is doing might be unreasonable, but he feels that this is his calling to speak up for his fellow athletes and to either decrease or remove opiate addiction within the sport of football. So what you're going to hear is a very open, honest interview about someone's addiction, but their fight for something that's good, a fight that's going to help people deal with pain and, and hopefully not fall into addiction. So without further ado, let's go talk to Mike. Hey Mike, how are you? Hey man, how you doing man? I'm doing great man. I'm, I'm really excited to have you on my show and to talk about something that's really serious in, in all sports right now and talk about the the cannabis versus opiate discussion, and I know that you're on the forefront of of pushing this topic to get it more approved and accepted in sports, but not only are we going to talk about that, but your story behind uh, pain management. So thank you again for being on my show. Yeah, man. Thank you. No problem, man. Thank you for giving me a platform to be able to speak about this. This is something that's very important to me and uh, important to a lot of guys and not only athletes, but there's a lot of people in corporations around America that wants to have medical marijuana as a medicine and want to, wants that to be recognized. So uh, this is a major issue that I'm uh, pushing for. and Hopefully the NFL can be an example for corporations around America. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, when you, when you think about this topic, obviously, you know, when you look at the, the game of football, it's a violent sport. And it's a violent sport that, you know, you and I have played for a long time and, and we've accepted it and loved it. But do you feel that because it's a violent sport, do you have to like, enjoy violence or do you have to just embrace it? It's part of the game. Well, I think it's a, it's a you know, it's part, you know, trying to compartmentalize it, you know, trying to, you know, put it in its place. You know, you know, the, the funny thing about, you know, playing the NFL and playing football in general is you you have to be violent for that short period of time and then live the rest of your life as a, as a normal human and not handle things with aggression or try to impose your will on someone physically to be able to get something done. And usually in other workplaces around America, this doesn't happen. So to be able to go and um, do this for three, four hours, six hours out of the day, uh, be that violent, then to turn that off and come home, that's, it's a hard thing. And that's one thing that, um, 
that's that's big on a, a lot of us as players is dealing with that mental side of being able to deal with that violence at work and understanding that I'm not only, you know, doing this for a job, but I'm being violent against, you know, my, my teammates, guys I call buddies. Uh, some of us hang out, our wives and families hang out outside of football. So, I mean, it's a it's a tough thing to get through in your mind, and I think it's a obstacle for every football player to understand and get over and try to put that in a certain bubble and make sense of that violence during that time of play. Absolutely, 100%. Now, when you think about your story and your experience as an athlete, obviously uh, we can go back to that, that Monday night game when you were playing for the Buccaneers and you ended up breaking your ankle. Can you walk me through a little bit of the pain that you went through and then kind of the, the current events that happened after as far as how it led you to start taking pills? Okay, perfect. So I, as you stated in 2013, I broke my ankle Monday night football against the Miami Dolphins, you know, two yards before going into the end zone. And after before that, I wasn't aware of, you know, the things that were going to take place in my life. Never had used any drugs, only had, you know, drink in college up to that point. Right the next day after that, had surgery. Um, wasn't really educated on, you know, opiates or how long I should maybe be on these things or how long or what's the safest option to go with after, you know, if I'm still in pain. So went through a dependency on opiates shortly after uh, my surgery to rehabilitate, trying to get back together, trying to, you know, be able to play at a high level and live my life at a, at a, at a normal and a well state. Uh, my wife came to me and gave me the option of medical marijuana. You know, I listened to her. I listened to the benefits, listened to the pros and cons of them versus the opiates, and I uh, chose to go with that. Uh, my first time ever using the plant, and it was amazing, uh, the things it done for me. You know, but for me, it was, you know, this was illegal. You know, I didn't know where else I was going to keep getting this from. It was a few barriers I was going to break down, you know, for I felt like, you know, this could become something that could help me every day. Uh, a few months later, I tried to go back on the, um, the carousel that I was on and, you know, handle my pain, the, the inner, you know, kind of the, the natural cultural NFL way of what I've known, and it just wasn't working. So got to camp and, um, you know, some my wife again about the medical marijuana. And, you know, ever since then, I've been a patient and been using since. And uh, it's, uh, it's worked wonders for helping me recover and trying to get me back to where I need to be so I can live a normal life out of football. Like we said earlier, the game of football is so violent. Um, there's nothing that we can do about that. That's just the nature of the game. And the only way for us to uh, put ourselves in a better position is give ourselves a better option when it comes to our health care, our medicine. You know, we have to take care of ourselves in a better way. We understand that we choose a violent game to play, but giving ourselves the best options for our health, not using our health as a bargaining chip, understanding that we're responsible for a lot that will happen to us we don't need to be out on the field if we're not 100%. I think it's something that I've learned over this time. So where I'm at right now, I'm in conversations with the NFL and the NFLPA, trying to push for policy change, trying to get this medicine recognized, um, working with a few sponsors and uh, a few people that I know and trying to get a wellness podium together where there will be aspects on cannabis, but other aspects on just living a well life and uh, holistic medicine and different ways guys can treat an educational opiates and what it does to your body, educational other medicine. So just a full-on symposium for, you know, physicians, athletes around the world to be able to come to and 
educate themselves. So right now I'm working with the PA and a uh, few players, active players, former players, and a uh, few physicians, Dr. Sue Sisley out of Arizona, uh, Scott's, uh, Scottsdale Research. I'm trying to put this together, and I've just been going around the country speaking. Uh, I was in D.C. doing some lobby days, and it was awesome, you know, talking to a few House representatives just about bills they're putting on the floor to uh, get this medicine recognized federally in a medicinal manner. And uh, that's something that would help me tremendously in what I'm trying to do with getting this medicine recognized in the NFL and hopefully recognizing sports league and corporations around the country. I know there's a lot of patients that deal with the same problem that I'm dealing with, and hopefully I can use my platform to uh, bring about change in those uh, those young men and women's lives and, you know, senior citizens, young kids, everybody who needs this medicine around the, around the country, around the world. So, you know, I thank you for having me on the show, man. I really do. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate it. I think what you're doing is incredible. You know, and, and I know that for for decades, you know, there's always been this the stigmatism around cannabis or marijuana that it's it's a, a gateway drug. But is it a gateway to recovery? Well, you know, speaking, you know, and you know, and there's a lot of there's a lot of research being done. A lot of people, you know, saying this, you know, and I only speak from my personal my personal experiences, and um, you know, with with me having marijuana, it gave me an option. It gave me a better option to deal with my chronic pain. See, for me, it was always worried about what if I have nothing to make me feel okay? What if I have nothing to help me with my pain? You know, what if I have nothing for the rest of my life that's not going to help me? And it gave me a new option. And it gave me an option to live in a, a more well life, giving me a better understanding of the things I need to do to take care of myself. It made me want to educate myself. So, right. you know, I think the... I'm passionate about the plant and I think the plant does so many tremendous things. And I think it could be a, a great vehicle to bring someone to a place they need to be to get off a dependency on a, a more harmful drug to deal with pain or to deal with an issue. How has cannabis helped you in, in your recovery? Oh, it's helped me a lot. Um, it helps me with my inflammation, uh, my static nerves, spasms, chronic headaches, uh, you know, everything. You know, I go through a lot of pain from head to toe as a ball player, and um, there's things that just certainly they, it just can't get to. It just can't get to certain pain, you know, and, right. and marijuana gets to that pain that, that everything else and those the certain scratches and massages or, you know, this and that it can't get to. So, uh, you know, this is done, you know, tremendous uh, walks in my recovery, my, my health, you know, mentally, physically, it's put me in a state of mind where I, I'm able to do, I'm able to act, I'm able to uh, move around the way I need to, to function the way I would like to in my life, you know? Right. Well, you know, when you think about the mental game, there's components of the mental game where, you know, you need to be present, you need to focus on breath, you need to visualize, have a healthy inner dialogue. When you're actually feeding, when the athlete's feeding itself these these pills, how, how can someone have that much of a mental game because you have to have clarity and it just doesn't make sense for me as an athlete to when you're going through pain if you want to have a high level mental game but you got to have clarity and these pills don't give you clarity yeah i I mean you know for me as an athlete i can attest to that that's one of the reasons why i chose to go with marijuana as a better option for me because i still can uh think clearly as i would like you know and i can control the 
my dosage, you know, with the, you know, with the pills, you know, you swallow it and you never know how your body's going to react to that thing at a certain time, how it's going to cloud your mind or the things that may occur. So, you know, I definitely, I feel like it only makes sense to me, as you said, to put, you know, athletes or anyone um, in the workplace out on the field with a, with a less harmful option and a option that can also give them clarity in their mind and they're able to work diligently the way they would like right. without any fogginess from uh, this heavy medication. You know, and when you think about competitive spirit, which you definitely needed at the professional level, at, at all levels, but how much did the opiates affect your competitive spirit? Well, you know, I mean, take it, taking those things, it was kind of hard because, you know, you're going through so much, uh, going through a culture change, not really knowing where you're going to be, I'm injured at the time, you know, it made me feel like I didn't even know if I was going to be able to compete. You know, it clouded my mind to, to make the right, make the proper judgments at time in rehab. And, you know, I, I look back on those times and I wish, you know, I would have had a different medicine to, uh, or a better alternative to help me make better judgments when I was going through rehabilitation, even when making choices to run where maybe where I wasn't ready, you know, sometimes taking those, uh, Taking opiates, you know, cause your mind, and now you're making decisions mm. that may not being on those, you know. So it can it can hinder your rehabilitation. It can hinder decisions that you make, you know, just trying to make sure that you're you're doing everything you need doing in your everyday life to get to where you need to be in your progress. Right. Absolutely. You know, and when you think about cannabis and and all the benefits from it, especially when you think of uh, CBD oil, which I've used uh, a lot. Um, I, you know, I played football for 13 years. I had two hip replacements, so I've had a lot of pain management. And and the CBD oil for for inflammation and sleep was it's incredible, actually. Do you think if whether if it's the NFL or if it's just sports in general, if they were to approve and accept CBD oil, would that be enough? I don't. I don't think so. And and these are my reasons. Um, I travel, I've been traveling around the country with Dr. Sue Sisley and educating myself and learning in Leiden. CBD is, is wonderful. I think it's tremendous. I think it does tremendous work. And I think also the other components of cannabis does tremendous work also. So I think you need the whole plant. I think the whole plant needs to be allowed. I think it needs to be, you know, accessible, you know, because I've, I've used, you know, CBD. And some CBD companies, their stuff works for me. And some companies don't, you know, so... You know, it, 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 it's all about when, when it comes down to this plant, so many components and so many different strands, so many different things that work for so many different people and so many different ailments. I think we need to have access to the whole plant. CBD could be a step, but, you know, in my mind and, you know, from the physicians I've been around, researchers, scientists I've been around, you know, and understanding, hey, if I'm pushing policy for a whole community of people, not just for myself, I have to go whole plant because, we never know what in that plant may work for X, Y, Z on this team or that team. And I don't want to cut off any of this medicine's, you know, benefits to anyone by uh, just pushing for one component or one compound of, the, uh, of the plant. Totally. Absolutely. You know, when you were on the, the CNN Weed 4 documentary with uh, Sanjay Gupta, how was that experience? It seemed like it was really cool how they captured your vulnerability of your story and your stance on this. 
did you feel like that was the platform for you to really push the education on cannabis? Uh, yeah, I, I think, it, you know, it was for me to be able to tell my story and let the physicians and the scientists be able to tell, you know, the research through my story. And uh, I thought they did a great job on conveying my message and letting, you know, the world know where I stood on uh, this medicine. Uh, I think Dr. Sanjay Gupta and the CNN team, the producers, they did a wonderful job and uh, doing the documentary. And I, and I, I really, I really think, you know, with everything that I'm doing, there's going to be a lot more of the story to tell. And because of the NFL, I mean, this is an ongoing thing. It has so much more that we keep updating with every day. So, you know, I mean, they did a really good job of, you know, seeing my story to people and introducing what I wanted the world to know about me and know about what I'm trying to do. And that was my job to hopefully continue that message and get some real, get some real movement done in, uh, in the league that hasn't moved much on the subject. Well, I, I love your I love what you're doing because you know when you think about athletes like Ricky Williams, you know, I grew up watching him, and you know at the time, I think just generally speaking, society was like you know what is he doing, and then you also kind of felt bad for him, and we had this negative perception of cannabis, and when you think of what he was doing, I mean he was a vicious runner, I mean he was taking not only taking hits but he was giving hits. You can only imagine what his body was going through, but when you think about his story and you think about the education that he put himself through with cannabis and, and education overall, because he's very well-spoken and articulate, but you see what he's doing now. like He's making businesses out of cannabis, and he's doing it, I believe, the right way. And do you feel that you know having Ricky Williams behind you as well, do you think that, that helps the cause of, of what you're pushing for? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I consider Ricky and uh, Eben and uh, Nate Jackson, Eugene Monroe, uh, Marvin Washington, uh, man, so many guys. I consider these guys to be in front of me. You know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm running behind those guys trying to soak up all the knowledge they's already, they have already gained, not only in life, but in cannabis. And, um, you know, I think they forge a path of empowerment for guys like me and that said to be a to be able to have the courage to speak out and to even, you know, consider this to be recognized as a medicine. If it wasn't for Ricky, I think, you know, maybe I would, maybe this would, he took the, he took a brunt of a lot of, you know, a lot of it, you know, he took the jokes, he took the, he took the, the, the backlash, the, all the bad stigma and he handled it very well, came out on the other side of more healthier man. So, you know, I'm very honored to even be in the same conversation with those uh, men. And I think, you know, following their example, I can continue to do what I'm doing and hopefully get some uh, change started with stuff that they have started, you know? Beautiful. Awesome. A couple more questions before we wrap up here. You know, when you think of your senior year at Miami University, you were awarded the Community Service Award and a Captain's or a Captain's Award. Do you feel like innately being in service and in leadership, that's just what you're all about? And how this is just, is this an easy progression for you to, to stand up and be the ambassador for, for athletes with this topic? Yeah. Well, um, when I, you know, university, it was the University of Miami when I graduated from there in 2012 with a, sports with a degree in sports administration with a minor in sociology. Um, yeah, I took away some captain awards and uh, some leadership things 
But um, I think, you know, what I learned the most in college is, you know, throughout the hard time, a wise man knows nothing. Uh, I think I learned so much from uh, my wife and my teammates and so many people around me in college, from professors to coaches, that I think my leadership, it, it really came from so many people behind me, empowering me, giving me advice. You know, I delegated so many tasks in my life when it came down to me leading the team because, you know, you know, at first you just don't, you just don't know how to do it. So you, you piggyback on others as much as possible to gain as much knowledge as you can. So, you know, I commend so many people at University of Miami for doing what they've done to support me and they made me the leader that I was. I wouldn't have been, you know, half of the leader that I, that I was there anywhere else because of the people that supported me while I was. What would you say to an athlete, doesn't matter if they're in college or in professional, but they're, they're going through pain? And, you know, and this is kind of a broad question, but how would you, you know, if an athlete's sharing to you what they're going through and sharing their experiences from a pain perspective, what would you say to this athlete? You know, I, I would tell that athlete, you know, I would say first you need to recognize your pain. It, it's something that, um, that we need to see, hey, what are our options? You know, we need to lay out our options, see what's going on, where is this pain located, how bad is it, how long it's been going on, get the information on the pain. Then I, from the information, I would say I would help that young man, see what I can get that young man in touch with, see what I could do to help him within the guidelines, whatever school or rules he's in, to get him the best help possible, uh, whether that's NFL or NCAA, Division Two, however, to give him the best help possible uh, to do things the right way and to get whatever he needs done, done as fast as possible. Right on. That's awesome. One more question. Are we ever going to see you back on the field? Man, I wish uh, I could answer that question, but, you know, I can't. You know, as far as me, you know, being the player that I am and knowing and being knowledgeable of the things that I know, I know I'm gaining and getting myself back to 100%. And I know it's hard for me to play this game through the aches and pain and the violent nature at the age I am without, you know, some form of medicine. And I just don't agree with uh, antidepressants for chronic headaches. I don't agree with opiates or Tordol or 600 milligram, 800 milligram for chronic pain. And, you know, ice and stem won't do it. So mm. that happy medium for me is medical marijuana, and I'm trying to get this medicine recognized, and hopefully uh, the league will do so and grant me that opportunity to be able to play and allow me to do so with the process for this medicine be recognized. So as much as I wish that uh, question and the answer was up to me, it's not. And um, I just pray that the league continues to, it, it continues its progressive nature and uh, recognize this medicine through the process, through its own process, but they use as instrument. Mm. Well, Mike, I, I want to thank you for your, your energy and your time today, man. This is what you're doing. Yeah, man. It's, it's not comfortable, but, you know, true leaders do uncomfortable things. And um, I'm, I'm behind you, and, and uh, I hope this you see this through, and this um, helps you and, and the rest of the community that needs this, this uh, medicine. So thanks for being on yes, the show. Yes, I agree. Thank you so much. You bet. Yeah.